0: Philip Llanos, CEO, of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Terry, how are you today?
1: I am doing fantastic. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, man. Got a good energy about you. I can already feel it, hear it. And so I got to ask, man, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, late entrepreneur so growing up my dad he actually just retired last year so he spent oh, like 40 years at um at Valspar which is a paint company so you know he put in on his hard days work for uh many many years my mom has you know she's at the bus station as an administrative assistant so you know they've done that like all my life but they've also had some entrepreneurial stuff on the side Uh, probably like in the last 15 to 20 years, like they own a bar and I'm going to have like a little boutique. So I guess they're entrepreneurs, but like kind of a little bit later in life. So it is like, I grew up with them being entrepreneurs. It's kind of like when I was already out of the house and they had some more free time, they got into the fun.
0: Yeah, man, I get it. Mitigating risk likely, you know? Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And, yeah, we always ask that question mostly because I just want to know how it may have influenced your own career, you know, um, and your own path. And I'm curious, did watching, you know, your parents work every day, you know, nonstop, uh, the jobs they were at to sort of, did it influence at all the, the career you chose?
1: Absolutely, it did. So definitely, you know, grew up in middle class neighborhood. So always had pretty much anything I want, you know, they did well for themselves, but I also noticed that they worked pretty hard for that. So, you know, they, they were working for someone else, um, getting up every day, you know, my dad working all three shifts. So, you know, we had the things that we needed, but that time freedom wasn't there. Um, so I kind of knew when I grew up, I wanted to do things a little bit differently. So definitely that, hard, that work ethic is, has been super important instilled in me, but I also knew that it probably would be a better way to do things because I didn't think I had it in me to kind of go in, you know, work like that for 40, 40 years, like that isn't what I wanted for myself. So it definitely influenced me.
0: Yeah, well now, okay, so what was the, the pivotal moment where you had to make the choice? I, I'm sure everyone has one of those where you decide for yourself, look, I'm either going to go with this and stay here, or I'm going to just jump ship and see what I can do?
1: Yeah, absolutely had that moment, and it was kind of forced upon me because I didn't start off as an entrepreneur. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I went to college, got the degrees, did the things that people said that you're supposed to do, and I spent 10 years in corporate. I spent five years as a computer programmer and five years as a business analyst. In Pittsburgh, got two, you know, really big companies, but definitely wasn't fulfilled. And when I had my son, T, in 2011, that was one of those pivotal moments, like, okay, I need to kind of really do what I said I've been wanting to do, or I'm going to look up and another 10, 20, 30 years is going to be passed. And. Um, would have you know missed out on an opportunity so that's when I was like I got to figure out something else on the side so I did that I started to do uh, consulting on the side but basically like six months into that that is when my employer at the time found out that I was doing that and there was already a little bit of issues with her um, prior to that but that was like the ammunition that to me like it had nothing to do with what I was doing in the nine to five but Yes, he saw that and pretty much told me that I had to stop doing what I was doing in my free time, you know, if I wanted to keep that job. So I kind of didn't stop and I knew that eventually she was going to find ways to, you know, get me out. So that's what happened. She put me like on a performance improvement plan even though my performance was, you know, solid, pretty much she was trying to force me to step out and I didn't do that. I um, encountered that hell for six months, but I was like, I knew that the day is coming. So let me try to build up what I'm doing on the side. So when that day happens, I'll be prepared. And that day happened on January 13th, 2015. So I was let go from that position and I was kind of forced to be a full-time entrepreneur. But that was, you know, one of the best things that ever could have happened to me because that forced me to like really make that leap. So from there it's been uh yeah, it's been history.
0: Man. Every time I hear about an employer who goes out of their way to try to control your life outside of the hours that you're working when you're doing a good job, I don't know anybody who's ever been on the show or listens to the show that can look at that and say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, it makes no sense. Wow.
2: Oh, the the army isn't even that bad. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. I think she found my Elance. She
1: found, yeah, this was back in the days of Elance. Uh, I guess he was just Googling my name and found me on Elance. You know,
0: like, <sighs> I mean, yeah. just think think about how much effort she was, she was like, oh no, he's not good. Like, what is wrong with you having some moonlighting in your life? You're a business analyst, right? You were software yeah. software person and a business analyst. What does that have to do with them at all? For me, the reason why I'm on this train right now and talking about this so much is I just can't even comprehend. Like even Jason said, not even the army is that crazy. Like (laughs) where they're going. I mean, I don't I can't even imagine it's not a conflict of interest You present yourself really professionally. I can't think of a single reason other than jealousy why somebody went out of their way to do that for you. And, and that's, those are just my thoughts, you know, like someone, maybe they're like mad that they didn't get to start in their own life, you know, and it's, mm. it's just risk. And you took some risk. And I'm glad that you did that, man, because it sounded like, like you said, like it happened for the better because Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: if that's
0: what that company was made of.
2: <laughs> I got a I got a quick story. Yeah. So, so, cause it's relevant. So when we'd be out in the field, out in the bush, right. Um, You know, we'd be deep off in the woods somewhere and I was in a reconnaissance outfit. So, like, we pretty much did whatever the hell we wanted, right? And so, we would call a guy. He was in another unit and we knew his schedule and he delivered pizza for Pizza Hut, right? So, we would just give him a grid to our location and he would deliver pizza out to the bush. (laughs) (laughs) and he moonlighted as a pizza delivery guy right right so it's like The I army didn't isn't even name. that much of an ass, So it's like, Jesus, really?
0: <laughs> 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 I heard you're doing great things for your life. That's going to be a problem at this company. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> They honestly could have probably kept you longer had they, had they not said a word and you could have like kept building yeah. and what have you. They're legitimately, I don't know how that makes any sense. They yeah. should be so lucky that they had you is the other way of looking yeah. at it.
1: Well, yeah. But, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I'm extremely grateful that, uh, you know, that happened and you know, we were able to move on.
0: Now, there's a, there's something interesting that happened in all that. And that was that at least the way you told me the story is the moment your your son was born. I believe I heard that right. right. Uh, you had a moment a come to and you said, I, I got to start doing what I'm saying that I want to go do. Right. Right. Where does that come from for you?
1: Um, yeah, when you have, you know, children, especially like your first one, it just forces you to kind of, uh, really reflect because now you're, um, definitely not about you. You're someone's inspiration You're someone's, you know, biggest influencer. So, um, you want them to do as you act, not as you say. So it was important to me to set like a good example for him. And let him know that, you know, we're just capable of whatever it is that we want to do. So, yeah, it was, um, a lot of reflection that was needed, but very helpful.
0: I respect that, man. I, I get it. I always told myself that um, the day I have a kid, I want to be able to say, like, look him in the eyes and say, look, I really went for it. So when I say go for it, I really mean that. You know, it's not just lip service. I, I, th- I think that's awesome. I, I 100% respect that's what happened and how it happened. And I think it's important because now here you are, right? You have developed a consulting practice, right? And it's running. And I'm sure that that wasn't even the first business you tried starting. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, like, I'm sure you, but now you're here and I imagine your kid is a lot older, you know? <laughs> of, yeah. So, of- so what does that look like now? And and given that that's the reason why you did what you did, how do you feel about where you've come?
1: Oh, man, yes, definitely have been uh, a ride, a really great ride, met lots of amazing people, just the impact that I have being able to say that, you know, I've helped other businesses generate over $100 million in sales, you know, not to mention, you know, my business, clearing seven figures, you know, multiple years, just knowing that like, the risk, the um, sacrifices definitely have been worth it. So, you know, that's great. Definitely knowing that, you know, my son T, he is all about being an entrepreneur. So, you know, I think that he knows now that, you know, it's possible to get what you want and you don't have to rely on anyone else. You don't have to work for an employer if you don't want to. There's other ways to, um, you know, accomplish things. So definitely happy, you know, about that. And, yeah, things have just been a lot better than if I was still punching the clock for those uh, corporations back in Pittsburgh.
0: Now, with that, what is it about sales in general that uh, that attracted you to that industry? Was it something you just knew you could do?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, my computer background and the technical background, I started like my big thing is Facebook, Instagram ads. So, there's definitely like a big technical component of it being able to analyze the data, you know, me being a numbers guy, making sure all that stuff, you know, matches is something I'm naturally gifted at. But then also, kind of like the secret talent that I had that I never really got to use was being able to craft, and I didn't know it was called ad copy at that time, but just being able to write messaging that can get people to take action. So, that's something that I'm just, talented at that I was always good at. so when I was able to p- combine like the analytical and the technical skills that I had with the ability to, to write copy, that makes for a pretty good marketer. So kind of the, those blending of those two skills is exactly what I needed to be able to become a really great marketer and then kind of learning all the other stuff team building all that stuff came as part of the process. but initially, you know those were the two things I were able to kind of lay my hat on and that's why I'm a, a great
0: marketer. That is a generally rare combination of skills to be able to be creative with the ad copy mm-hmm. and then also really good with tech and numbers. That just doesn't happen right. uh, <laughs> often. So I can see why there's a huge level of success. And now uh now we're here, right? You're you're running your consulting and this is what you do now. You're you're helping people run ads, or is that only like one small facet of everything that you do?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, so over the years, we definitely had multiple offers. You know, the big thing is still like the agency side where, you know, we actually manage our clients' ads. So they come to us if they want more, more sales. So we'll kind of work with them, partner with them in order to implement their ad strategy. That's on Facebook or Instagram. We also run ads on Google. So that's one arm of the business that's kind of What we primarily focused on, we had like a group coaching program where we can do some done with you stuff. We also have lots of info products like Facebook Ads Playbook that would help those people in the beginning stages figure out how to use the platform and make money. So we had a full suite of products. Uh, Recently, though, I have created a new offer called Scale with Social Selling Systems that is designed to help service based businesses get more sales calls with their perfect prospect. So we utilize social selling, which doesn't involve ads because what we found out over the last year or so, is definitely like running the ads has been a lot harder for lots of businesses because of the iOS 14.5 updates, mm-hmm. algorithm changes. So we realized that people weren't having the same level of success um, and we had to kind of make pivots. We had to figure out like, okay, how do we still help businesses? How do we still get our business to grow? And we know that service-based businesses, coaches, consultants- agencies, anyone that relies on talking to new leads to close new businesses, um, they still need to do that. And we developed a way through social selling and some proprietary software that allows us to get them in contact with their perfect prospects so that we can keep the calendar full so that they can show up and that they can close more business. So that's kind of like a big focus of us now is helping those people that you know they just need conversations with the right type of people they have an offer that they know is great um they can fulfill it but they just don't have enough visibility they just don't have enough conversations we help alleviate that problem
0: i mean yeah keeping your calendar full i get it most people need that no i think it's great now uh how do how do you you and jason me because i i have it in my notes here that you two have known each other for a while
1: <laughs> yeah like i was telling him i think before he started recording it's definitely uh it's been a while i think initially it was i don't think it was elon it may have been upwork you know so
2: i, I think uh, it was upwork it, upwork yeah. okay i think so yeah
1: yeah so yeah it was upwork um so it had to be like initially that first interaction had to be at least five years, you know.
2: Yeah, right I'm sure so, it was.
1: Yeah, at least five. <laughs> so, um,
2: yeah. Oh I
0: what, man, that's good. I forget,
1: yeah, I forget what you even had going on at the time, but um, we didn't work together. I don't even remember why, but you know, we just yeah. you know, kept in kept in
2: touch. Well, that um, says a lot, for,
0: though. Yeah, you guys met yeah. there, and then you're still in touch. That says a lot. <laughs>
2: it was uh, for Facebook marketing yeah, ah, yeah that's what it was and then we our, our audience we decided didn't really hang out on facebook so yeah. we didn't we didn't really pursue that but that's how we first met though because i connected with you there and yeah. uh god the rest is history yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah no <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been a great, great
0: well, with yeah. everything that we've talked about, Jason, do, do, did you know all of this about Terry or is this the first time you're hearing all this too? Knowing that you guys know each other for a yeah. while, you know, you've been working together, this all makes sense. <laughs> a few things I didn't know.
2: <laughs> for Sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's the cool thing about it, you know. That's what is, I'm saying. Is is we can always learn something from others that probably didn't didn't know. Somebody asked me the other day. They asked me about the knife in the background. Oh yeah, uh, and he said, uh, well, "What's the deal? What's the story with the knife?" And I said, "Well, I keep it in my office just in case somebody breaks in." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd hate to be but, that guy, <laughs> but it but it hasn't. What do do? You
2: know, it has a history. It, uh, you know, I look at it as a it's a reflection piece for me, right? So yeah. I look at it every day, and, and it just reminds me that we're not safe. Right. Cause that knife protected me in combat. So Man. that, that knife has a lot of history on foreign soil. Um, yeah. And it's to me, I see it every day looking in the screen. Cause it's on zoom right there. Right. I so yeah. I see it. And it's a constant reminder that even in business, whatever we do, we're never fully safe. Right. Mm. And business is war we are just not fighting with bullets. We're fighting with computer keypads and, you know, a mouse and uh, zoom calls and all these other things, but it's war in its own. Right. So um, which was the inspiration behind the war room in the first place. But, but yeah, yeah, it's there's always things that every conversation you have with somebody, it's like, well, shit, I've known you for 25 years and i didn't even know that why didn't i know that (laughs) i didn't know you had a kid in florida (laughs) yeah am i just learning i served with you for 28 years why am i just learning you have a kid in florida
0: (laughs) just happened the other day by the way (laughs) True story. <laughs> no, part of the reason yeah. I, I part of the reason I was asking is because I know that uh for, from what I'm hearing, you know, scale with my social selling, like social selling system, like the work of scaling in business. And then that's what Jason does as a whole, you know, among the many things he does. But one of the primary focuses is scaling. So I'm really not surprised that you two ended up working together. Uh, we're like in one capacity or another. I see the Click Funnels thing in the background there. I've spoken to enough uh, uh, service people, uh, service firms to know that uh, I believe I might be mistaken that that's a Click Funnels record plaque back there.
1: Yes, yeah, a two comma club from Click Funnels. Yeah, ClickFunnels.
0: man. Hey, you know I know people who have done amazing things with Click Funnels, and when it's done right, it's hard to beat. You know, right. But not everybody's that good at ClickFunnels. But given your skill set, it makes sense that you would go down click funnels. That's yeah. <laughs> landing pages are easy to design, but really hard like in terms of looks. But the actual structure in the back end, it's that's a whole yep. different story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's, what it's all, that's what it's all about. You know, click funnels is really just a piece of software. There's other ones, it's more about like yeah, the the messaging, the offers, you know, all that stuff is what really, what really matters. The traffic which, short. Yeah.
0: which brings up the, the, one of the million dollar questions on the show is for anyone in business, who's either just starting out, you can address either one or somebody who's a little more seasoned, but they, you know, they've gotten a little comfortable when it comes to sales. And, and sort of copy and things of that nature. Do you have any fast rules, any rules of thumb, any something that you live by kind of thing that you, you'd like to share with anyone who's listening right now for them to just sort of wake up and smell the coffee?
1: That is a great question. Um, I would say just being intentional. In business, you need to be intentional about everything. And especially if you're talking about growing and scaling, you need to be intentional about having conversations, being visible. And, you know, ways to do that is pay traffic. You know, if you had paid traffic, you're a lot more visible. You're going to have a lot more conversations, social selling. If you're, you know, reaching out to hundred people a day, you're giving the word out. So just making sure that you're not letting uh, all your business come to you. Because when you do that, you're definitely going to be leaving money on the table. It's going to be slower. You have to have some type of, plan, strategy to make sure that every single day, you know, people have an opportunity to learn about your business and what you do, because the more people that know, the more people you, you can actually help, you know, the more money that you can make as a business owner, it's what's needed. So a lot of people have businesses, they don't market. They don't prospect and then they wonder why they're struggling like, <laughs> you know, it's an easy answer. You're not trying to let people know about what you're doing. So, you know, always be intentional about making sure that people know about who you are, what you can do, how you can help them. And you're going to make a lot of more money once you start uh, doing that.
0: Dig it now is there anything about copywriting that aside from being uh, naturally talented at it that you when you were looking into it and doing it that you sort of realized and were surprised to find this is this is an interesting fact about copywriting that I don't know how uh, anyone has missed this
1: yeah i mean there's definitely um lots of great books so kind of like once i got into it um You know, I started reading more books, also books just on human psychology and and persuasion and things like that in terms of crafting copy. But kind of like the big thing is, and a lot of mistakes that people make when it comes to copy, is it is not about you. You have to be clear on what's in it for like that person, clear on the value proposition um, and kind of like bridging that gap of where they are and where they want to be. The focus needs to, you know, be on them and it needs to resonate with them, too. So a lot of times people think copy has to be super professional, like they're writing it as if like they're in academia and it's not that way. So you want to be relatable. um, You want to talk to people like they're used to being spoken to. And that's going to convert a lot higher for you. So, you know, some tips and nuggets right there just to kind of get higher converted
0: convert a copy man i think it's so important what you just said that it might have glazed over someone's head because of how like low key it is But anybody who's ever gone on a website and read like the first page and going so what did this company do you know we we are here to elevate the you know the level of clarity on the and it's like you're not even clear on what you're saying you know like (laughs) it's it's crazy how afraid most people are of using like a contraction in their web copy right it's gonna be okay they're like i don't know it is going to be okay what we are doing here like yeah no you're a Hundred percent right. The <laughs> level, the number of things that I've come across, where the language they use is so convoluted, and yeah. they want to, they want to blow up. Like, it, even if all you said, "Hey, we fill your calendar," right? Instead, yeah. some people will go, "We've actually developed a, pri- uh, a proprietary process to bring you seventy-five uh, percent more leads," and it's like, wait, what, so what do you do? We fail your your calendar. You know know what I mean? And I can't, and I wanted to make such a big deal out of it because there is legitimately a lot of people who would have heard what you said, right? And been like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to think about other people. and and, and, Okay. So (laughs) like, then you wonder why you're not selling or why you're not. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's the simple stuff, right? Get on the phone, call people, send them a message, tell people what you do in plain English. <laughs> yeah, we got
2: it's, it. It, it's funny because, uh, so, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. If you, if you go to any of my stuff right now, it's we do this, we do that. We do this, we do that. Right. And it's funny. Cause I brought a copywriter in this was just last week. And I go, Hey, can you give us a one over and, and do a video? And uh, cause he's a good friend of mine and Oh my God, did he chew our shit up? <laughs> I mean, he just chewed it up and he goes, well, there's the, there it is at the end. Uh, and then he sends me a message and he says, uh, Well, good luck with that. And I said, oh, hell no. No good luck. (laughs) You're going to fix it. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Don't just tear my stuff up and then not fix it. Not fix it. (laughs) You don't get to do that.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh,
2: But it was interesting when you start talking about copy and how, you know, uh, you go to most sites, right? And it's, we do this. We do that. We do this. Well, nobody gives a shit what you you're gonna do, right? Yeah. <laughs> what what's the benefit from it?
1: Yeah, what do right? I get?
2: That, that, what do me. I get from it? Because yep. somebody else told me one time, they said, "Well, my 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 customers don't value me." And I was like, "No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they? Who cares? They came to you for a service, right?" <laughs> I mean, are you taking it personal? Come on, man. <laughs>
0: I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm suddenly panicking and wondering what I say on my website because I can't remember the last time I dated. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> this yeah, conversation's is. giving me anxiety. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, but see, everyone who is listening to this episode right now should be feeling anxiety because we do get comfortable and we often forget that, like, one of the first points of contacts, even if nobody stays there long is a website that we have. Whatever your first couple of results are on, on on Google, when someone looks you up or is looking for your service and you come up, you better hope that someone doesn't go, well, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. They're not the one. Because right. you know, that's, that's what's going to happen, right? The no clicks experience. And that's not a good one. So yeah, and that doesn't just go for websites, right? it goes for the way you've mapped out your pro your LinkedIn profile. But all of this can be solved by simply linking up with Terry and asking him to tear it up and show you what's going on. So there it is. Uh, but so with that, so with that said, uh, one of the one of the grand finale questions, and uh, Jason I'm checking in with you. I, I uh, the the flow has been a little interesting this time. I, I realize I haven't <laughs> done that until just now. But uh, are you cool with that, or do you have some more questions? Yeah, yeah.
2: no, no, let's, right. let's drive on.
0: So the grand finale is if you could have invited anybody here today, uh, Terry, to, to essentially listen in, maybe even contribute to this conversation, who would you have loved to have had here, dead or alive, at any point in place in time in the world? Dead or alive, who would you have loved to have had here and why?
1: Hmm, That is a great question. Anyone dead or alive? I would say I would like to have Steve Jobs here. Steve Jobs, we have to dig him up and get him here. Uh, the reason why <laughs> I like him, probably twofold. I would tell him to um, take off that Apple iOS fourteen point five update so he can get back to back to business as usual, like the way that he had it. So we'll talk about that first. But then, other than that, you know, he was a brilliant marketer. So you know, Apple is where they are is basically because of brilliant marketing and you know, kind of like. When he went through and how he was able to simplify like the messaging and like you know exactly how their products help you and what they do so like building like that behemoth of a, a company just from a, a marketing and advertising perspective he's definitely one of the goats um so i would like to chop it up with him and get his you know input on you know just becoming a better marketer
0: I think that's a great choice. I literally just watched something two days ago that basically ran through the whole history of iOS developments from the first launch ever. I I was surprised to see, I don't know how I missed it. He was actually against the App Store when it was first introduced uh, as an idea for for ios he was like ah, i don't know if that's going to be a good idea we can't control that like what developers are doing such and such right. and then they saw how much revenue it made and it was kind of against whether he would wanted it or not i mean right. no, one, no one else on the board was going to agree with him when <laughs> yeah, they saw the it. numbers but right. uh i think that's a great uh, way to look at it because what i like about this conversation the most and what people can rely on the most if they decide to look further into what you do is that you know that there are things that are changing in the industry that can impact people's ability to continue to use the, well, this is the way we've always done it kind of thing, right? And so when you work with someone like yourself who is aware that there are updates on your everyday phones or your everyday tools that can totally impact and and sort of sideswipe your entire business, yeah. Yeah. That's that's someone you want on your team, someone who is looking out for those things and can explain to you why that's not going to work anymore and why you need to do something different. And I think when we look at the history of where you come from and you know like how hard you worked to get here and the things you had to deal with to get here, uh, I I feel like you were always an entrepreneur one way or another. Just because when you look at that, like no one no one goes out of their way to learn about an industry if they're not truly passionate about what they do. And so I'm really happy I had a chance to learn that and, and see the way your journey unfolded, man. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you do because I get lots of messages, people telling me, Hey, let me help you generate leads, you know, but I don't know their story and their copy is terrible when they reach out to me, but I'm, I, I am <laughs> I know that's not the, I mean, if I can write better copy than you, I'm not hiring you. right? So this way, if you're,
2: if you reach out to me, and you can't even spell correctly your first <laughs> message to me, why the hell do I want to hire you to do copy? <laughs>
0: oh,
1: man, yeah. <laughs>
0: no, man. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great. And uh, I, I want to stay connected with you. So thank you for breaking That's it down, cool. sharing with us. I'm going to let Jason close us out, though.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, first, first of all, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with your genius, brother? gotcha well you can check us
1: out at terry foster consulting.com on facebook you can find us at terry foster consulting I think linkedin is just terry foster well, i think we have a linkedin terry foster consulting page pretty standard with terry foster consulting across the board if you want to check out a demo of the uh, scale with social selling system you can go to try.scalewithsocialselling.com and you can watch the demo of how it can help Get you a calendar filled with your perfect
2: prospects. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Terry, thanks for being here, brother. Uh, uh-huh. As always, you know how much I really value our relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, we all got that same 168 hours in a week. And I appreciate you taking a little time to come on here and and drop your story and a couple, a couple uh, of good truth bombs that people need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, appreciate it very much, my friend. And now it's been all my pleasure. Appreciate you. Appreciate
1: you guys for having this. Hopefully, you know, the people that are listening, you know, like you said, got a little bit of value. So, um, yeah, happy to be here anytime. Appreciate you.
2: All right. all right. Cheers. Cheers.
1: All right.
0: Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.